want to give Pastor Timothy Lee an opportunity to come share with you for a few minutes. Sorry, I can't get any more fancy with an introduction, but that's okay. Come on. Amen. Let's give honor to Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's so good to be here. I know we have a time schedule. We need a miracle, but I believe I can do it. Praise God. God's going to help us. Amen. Uh, again, it's so honored to be here. I'm so glad of what God is doing. I'm so glad about what I'm seeing. I'm so glad about unlocking the Bible. Let me tell you something. Sister Wright says this. As you sit in and get the word of God into you, God what I begin to unlock potential. She didn't know this, but I have a, another series called Unlocking the Potential. Amen. God is wanting to do great things in you and through you. Amen. I say again, praise God. And I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to manifest God. Amen. Amen. The supernatural must become natural. I say again, the supernatural must become natural in our small groups everywhere we go. But again, today I'm going to talk about a topic that maybe some of you will get uncomfortable with. We're going to talk about a topic that we don't want to remind ourselves we live in denial but we're going to talk about a topic that has got to do with hell. Amen. Come on, come on everybody say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Amen. You know what? As a pastor, we have the opportunity to counsel many people and learn from their mistakes. So today, we're going to learn from a person's mistake. Amen. He, he, he doesn't have a name. His name is the rich man. Amen. And, 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 and I, I, I've, I've, I've toyed with all kinds of... Uh, Title, you know, they say titles are important. I don't know what I'm going to entitle this message. I'm really going to do seven regrets of a man in hell that a church should learn from. Amen. Hell is real. If hell is not real, we're wasting our time. Amen. That's why we do the things that we do. We need to wake up people. I'm believing God for a billion soul revival in Asia. I'm saying again, I believe in God, that God's going to pour His Spirit upon all flesh. Amen. It doesn't matter what color you're from. God's going to pour His Spirit upon all flesh. And it's happening, people. Amen. I say again, it's happening. Amen. Thank you for helping with translation work. Amen. I just got a text yesterday. The pastor seems has been called up by the organizations and they are giving him a hard time. And in the midst of persecution, guess what? His church is growing. Doesn't, let, doesn't that sound like the book of Acts? Amen. If you have your Bible, let's turn to Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. I mean, I'm going to put up my timer so that I just know that I would not overdo it. Luke chapter 16, verse 19, all the way to 31. We're going to do some reading here. Amen. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of souls, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his souls. So it was, the, it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Verse 24, then he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus 
that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you receive your good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fix. So that those who want to pass from here to you cannot. Nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. In verse 28, for I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father, Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one rise from the dead. Amen. First of all, many scholars do not believe that this is a parable. Because if you notice about parables, names were never mentioned. And I really believe that this is a true story. Amen. And there were some main differences within Lazarus and the one rich man. Lazarus was named, but the one man wasn't named at all. Amen. You may be coming here and God doesn't even know you. Because you have never taken the time to know Him. Amen. I want God to know my name, don't you? I mean, it's not that God doesn't know it literally, but you have never taken time to know God. That's why I love this church, because it's really all about small groups and it's not about a show. There are many things that is out there going on that God does not approve of. What is going on in the Christian world is kind of scary. It's become entertainment. Rather than do we know God? And does He know me? Amen. Oh, I love music. I love songs. Amen. But there's more than a song. Jesus is the song. Jesus is my rhythm. Amen. So let's, let's begin to dissect this or, or process this whole story. Amen. First of all, don't wait too late before you need to turn to the Lord. In the scripture says, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes. Friend, too late. Friend, I say too late. Now you have life. You need to explore. And I get it. I'm Singaporean and you are American. We have different cultures. Amen. And, and I know that many times that you have heard about the name of Jesus. And, and, and you have been to church many times. But let me ask you this question. Do you know him? Have you asked him to come into your life? Amen. Don't wait to the last moment and the most horrible experience I, I ever had as a pastor when people ask me, oh, go to them, they are dying. My question is, why wait till you are on your dying bed? Why? And they ask me, oh, oh can, you, can you give him the last rites? I say, what? Show me where in the scripture there's some last rites. There's no last rites. Amen. Why 
wait. Oh, if hell is so bad as it's described in the Bible, then you've got to know what to do to get out of hell. Don't wait till you wait to the last minute and you are all in fear. What's going to happen? All of us are going to die. How many of you here have been living forever? All of us are going to die, but don't wait to the last minute. Now you have health. Now sign up for an unlocking the Bible. You owe it to yourself to know what the gospel is really all about. I want you to shout it out with me. I say everyone deserves to hear the gospel. Amen. And then after that, what, what a church should learn, should, a church should learn from this rich man is we need to have tears. Amen. In verse 24, he says that then he cried. The church needs to have tears of repentance. Amen. We all need to understand God. I, sometimes I don't feel that I need you. I need to repent. Amen. I'm double minded. I need to repent and get on with the program. Amen. God, you know what? I, 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 I need to, to cry. I don't want to wait to the last moment where my tears are tears of regret when it should be tears of repentance. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Not only needs to have tears of repentance, it needs to have tears of intercession. Oh, we need to talk about travailing prayer. We need to bring those things back again. We need to talk about intercessory prayer. Let me tell you this. If your small group don't pray, you are in a dangerous place to be. Amen. Amen. It's not a suggestion, but it's a requirement that all small group leaders come for prayer. Amen. At Tabernacle of Joy. Uh, Brother Sam is leading the group right now and he was texting the group. Where are you guys? You know, when the pastor's not around, things get to... Where are you guys? Because there's no leaders. So I did ask Pastor Sam, would you take a photograph for me? I texted the leadership. I want to see where are my leaders. Folks, you, you need to understand, without Jesus, we can do nothing. I say again, he's the true vine and I'm the branches. You are not the source of revival. God is the source of revival. Everybody say praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. The The church needs to have tears of repentance. The church needs to have tears of compassion, intercession and travail. Next thing that we need to know and we need to remember the story. Amen. Abraham said, to this rich man, remember that in your lifetime, you receive your good things. Amen. And a Christian life is really a life of decisions. Amen. Some of us, when we leave this place, we forgot that we are called out of darkness. Amen. Amen. Oh, we need to remember what the Lord has done for me. We need to remember before we make any decision that will destroy us, I was bought with a price. Oh, he who began a good work, he will complete his work in me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. We need to remember scriptures. We need to remember what he has called us out 
off so that we can walk into his marvelous light. There's a whole move right now, young people, if you don't understand this, there's a whole move that's trying to change your identity. Amen. They are changing lingos right now. They use social media's uh, platform to, 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 you know, change the subtle language. Amen. Oh, the more popular that I get. <laughs> oh, I got 200 likes. Hallelujah. Yeah, because the devil knows the number one deed for humanity is the need of acceptance, the need of affirmation. But those are virtual affirmations. They are not real. I mean, I have people come up to me, you know, when I was in America, they say, praise the Lord, brother, you are my Facebook friend. I say, Facebook friend? Yeah. Amen. I, will, I, I always like your stuff. I say, so what? I don't know you. Facebook friends is not equals to friend. Hello? I mean, come on, just because, and, and, and here's another cute one. You are my internet pastor. Brother, you are my internet pastor. I say there's no internet pastor. There is the pastor in your local congregation. That's your pastor. We need to remember, folks, life is all about decisions. And let me tell you this. Some people say, oh, oh, you know, I want to be free. I was a young person. I know what it means. Oh, my God, I want my freedom. But let me tell you this. They don't tell you the other end of the spectrum is this. You may be free to make your decision, but you may not be free to choose your consequences. That's the part they don't tell me. Oh, free, free. Yeah, yeah. I can free to spend all my money I want. I can be free to be wild. I can. But they don't tell me that there is a bill to pay. Oh, they don't tell me that those things will mess me up. That I can get addicted. That I can spend all this money on things that I hate. Let me say this. The harvest, write this down. The harvest is always bigger than the seed. The harvest is always bigger than the seed. You gotta be careful in all your decisions. That's why you gotta get into a Bible study. Say, so why do I get into a Bible study? Because we need to know the mind of yes. Christ. Yes. You know what? We need to know what God feels. Amen. And I believe that God has the best interest for us. And I believe that God wants us to walk in full liberty that we can do His will, His work. Everybody say, praise the Lord. That's why I got to study to show myself a proof. Amen. I've got to ask the wise. I've got to ask the house in a Bible study so that I don't make mistakes like this rich man did. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. I, I don't go to a class to get a certificate. I go to a class, amen, to help me know how to live that godly life because it's all about decisions. When I make that decision, there's no turning back. So I want to make those right investments in my life. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. Amen. And here goes another one that's very important. In hell, there is a separation. The Bible tells us, and besides all this between us and you, there is a great God fixed. There's a big separation. Amen. Folks, there has got to be separation in the church. Yes, I'm all for acceptance, but I'm not overly accepting sin. Amen. Let's not get so politically correct. 
until we cannot preach truth as it is. Oh, Lord, help me here. Amen. Amen. Oh, I, I, I don't want to offend people. The gospel will offend you. First of all, it says, you are dead. You are going to go to hell. Isn't that offensive? If you don't have me, you're going to not make it. Amen. And, and, and I don't go around offending people. I mean, if you like to offend people, you're crazy. You mean. You have a mean spirit. Amen. But, but, but I love people. Then I say, hey, please, bro, don't do this. He will mess you up and I love you. I mean, if you know somebody is going down that road, and at the road there's a cliff, don't you want to stop every car? Oh, you mean, no, I'm loving you. And love always is not just about all except love. Speak the truth. Amen. Amen. If I go to the doctor, and if the doctor is so afraid of offending me, and if really I have an issue in my body, he said, oh, you know what, you're fine. Oh, I love you, doctor. I knew I was fine. Uh, but in actuality, I have something that is growing that shouldn't be there. And if you had told me earlier, that can be fixed. Amen. You see, the reason why we preach truth is now we can fix it. Now we have the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we got the Holy Ghost. But when you go on the other side, it's too late, bro. There's a great gulf fix. And for us that are living holy, be careful. Amen. Be careful how you judge people. Amen. Oh man, I don't know about you, but in Singapore we have the police, apostolic police inspector. That's not your place. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Oh. Amen. We, we covered this early on, but you see, when this person is in Hades or hell, then he starts to say, I pray therefore. I pray therefore. Why do you want to go to Hades and start to have your prayer life? Come on. I don't know about you, but, but, but I've, I've been pushing it so much. And your, your father has been pushing about prayer in our church. <laughs> Man, our prayer meetings is half our attendance. Because we believe in the power of prayer. Amen. Oh, oh, let, let me correct myself first. Okay, I have to do some word correction. I believe to the God to whom I pray to. Amen. Because prayer alone is nothing. I believe in the power of God to whom that I pray to. You see, you notice that I have to change my language for a moment, you know. Because I know there are people who pray, but they are not making a difference in the world. Because they are acting really like a Pharisee. No, <laughs> no time to cover that, but let's go on with the program. Amen. Then we read in verse 27, and here's something that I'm going to be mixing it with some of the things that the Lord has been speaking to me. Then he said, I pray therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. Amen. Again, the church should be a place that we can send people. Amen. Missions is here in this place. Amen. I say again, missions is here in this place. 
I love it when I went to Antioch Central on the way down, the missions begin. Oh, I love that. Amen. I wish people would understand the strength of the church is not its sending, it's not its sitting capacity, but its sending capacity. Uh, let me say this. I, I, I tell people you are excused for small groups, you are excused from prayer meetings if you are doing the Father's business, which is reaching out. Amen. If you can tell me and not watch the big screen. Amen. Amen. Don't watch some crazy show. You know, so I, I was looking at the channels that you have. It's crazy. I think my thumb can wear out. There are some crazy programs like that one that you just talked about. Who's the father? DNA. I knew it. I mean, like, I was like, in Singapore, we'll tell you these people are crazy. I mean, they want to let the whole world know about their situation. Why? Why? I don't get it. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Again, we got to prepare people for missions. That's what we are doing here. Listen, I, I, I want you to understand me. Uh, I've been preaching this hard at our church. I say that, yes, we thank God for, for the liberty that we are feeling, but somebody bought a price to, so that we can feel this liberty, right? So the Lord quickened it to my spirit, and it was because of a man came, I think, last year to Wisconsin District, and he preached a message called, you know, don't forget, no. We are soldiers first, before we are father, son, we are father, son, amen, or, or, or whatever. Fill in the blanks. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes, you know, in a church setting, we have a lot of ministry and we over-specialize. You know, it's a true story. General Burns said that, you know, he went to a soldier and asked, so what's your vocation? He said, I'm an engineer. He got a shock of his life. No, you're not an engineer. You are first a soldier. And then, if we are not careful that, that we over-specialize different ministries, that's why I love small groups, because you have no other ministries except small groups. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, I, I'm in a media department. So, so what? You can't teach a Bible study? Amen. Folks, we are here to make disciples! Oh, 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 oh I, I, I'm in the music ministry. I, oh, by the way, all my musicians all teach Bible studies. Amen. Amen. Because I don't want them people to come here and, and they preach hell, hell, and they don't have tears in their eyes. They don't have uh, learning how to reach out to people. Amen. Come on. I, I don't want those kind. I want broken people. Amen. God is always looking for broken people. People who always mess up. Amen. You, you know why God used broken people? Because they are merciful. Amen. They, they, they don't have a religious spirit. Say, oh, oh, I resign as being God. Amen. Amen. Some of you need to resign as being God. And let God be God. Amen. Amen. Come on. You know what? The first key to transformation is you need to resign from being in charge. <laughs> That's what repentance is really all about. I, I go to the altar, you know, it's crazy. I tell our church, okay, this year, new year, we're going to do transformation, right? Okay, first step, write a letter of resignation to yourself. I say, oh, what? Ah, I said, dear Timothy Lee, you're doing a lousy job transforming. So, would you please resign? I, ah, I, I choose to resign as trying to be in charge of my life. 
Amen. And when you start to resign, do you not know Jesus' formula of transformation is really crazy? Amen. He says, blessed are they, they are poor in spirit, for they are in the kingdom of God. You know what? I, I don't know about you. If I set up a company, I want the best people in my company. Amen. I want the top of the top. I want all the PhD and the degrees. And I want all the experience. Because I want to take my company to a new level. But here comes Jesus. Blessed are they, they are poor in spirit. For they are in the kingdom of God. Jesus, are you thinking or not? That means, you know what? Those people that are the failures and all the cuckoos. Oh, uh, no. Uh, you know, people that just can't get. You know what? Say, come. Come and I'll make you fishers of men. Come. Come. Jesus' way is totally opposite. I don't get it. I mean, I, I, I told the church many times, if I were God, I won't choose me as the pastor. Amen. Come on. How many of you feel that way? If I were God, I won't choose me. But it is those people that God is looking for because they know what it means to be broken. They know what it means to be humble. They know what it means to know that, hey, I'm not God. Hey, the best revelation you're going to ever get is that you are not God. Every day you got up. My goodness, this guy is getting old. I'm not God. Amen. How many of you tried to change yourself? Oh, 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 New Year resolution don't work. Amen. I told myself I'm going to have six bags, but I have only one bag. Amen. Why? Because the flesh cannot please God. Willpower cannot transform you. Only the power of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say praise the Lord. Here's the deal. We all got to get ready for missions. Everybody say we all got to get ready for missions. Come on. I want to hear it loud and clear. We all got to get ready for missions. Amen. Amen. That's what we are doing right now. We are giving, unlocking the Bible to all our saints. And then we want them to go training. Oh, do I need to go training? Of course you need to. Because a civilian going to the army is liability. You need to go some kind of training. You need to, first of all, I remember the first time when I, when I go training, the first thing they do is to cut my hair. They took away my identity. My identity was my hair. Amen. Y'all remember the time in the army? I got red hair when I went in. And the, 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 the sergeant major looked. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> and they take away my identity so that can give me an identity of a soldier. Because an undisciplined soldier is dangerous with a rifle. That's why we are putting you into sections. Amen. This is the company. Okay, in the army we use the word company. Uh, then... You know, we have four platoons in a company. Right? I'm talking to some army personnel. They understand what we're talking about. You know? And then, in the company, you got sections. And sectional leader. And in your small group, you are reading a sectional. Amen. And, and let me tell you something. Small group leaders, I'm speaking to you. Your job is not to just love them, care for them. Love is tough. Love prepares them for what's coming up ahead. They're going to fight some demonic spirits. Amen. They're going to go into warfare, temptation. You need to equip them. Love is a little bit tough. Amen. Amen. I mean, come on. Uh, there are times where I'm loving to my kids, but there are times you need to get up and go to school. But I don't feel like it. You don't have a choice. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. We got to prepare people for the spirit world. 
we got to teach them how to take up arms. And uh, you know what? If a soldier doesn't know how to use his weapons, they are useless on the battlefield. Everybody say, praise the Lord. So what do they do? They got me up. You know what? There's no choice in Singapore. You know, some of the... Uh, I, I remember Bishop Wright saying, how come your men are so disciplined? Well, you really want to know? Yeah. Why are your men so disciplined? They come for morning prayer. They read the Bible. They do all things. Let me tell you the answer. The answer is the army. Because everyone of our Singapore season and Newton, the age of the 18, you have to serve the army compulsory. Nobody can escape. We have people who try to escape. That's foolish. I try to escape. I try to take a hammer and beat my hand. Nobody. And likewise, the difference between a believer and a disciple is the fact that they will take arms. They will learn spiritual warfare. They will learn to submit to a small group leader. Yes, sir. Yes, it's obedience. Sir, it's submission. Yes, sir. Because if that soldier is not trained and disciplined, they are useless in the battlefield. I say again, they are useless in the battlefield. Amen. Let me tell you something, okay? You may not know this, but snipers are trained to shoot one man, not kill him, but one man. Just one man. Why? Because they shoot that man. It takes two men to take care of that one man. So three are down. Some of us are open target. You are open target if you are not in a small group. Can, can, can I have liberty in saying that? Yeah, you, have not, you are open target. Shoot me. Shoot me. You are open target if you are not reading your word or getting into the program to be trained. You say, Pastor, Pastor, uh, 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 I'm going to close with this. Don't worry, I'll, I'll finish on time. Amen. There are many people who came up to me, Pastor, the truth of the matter is I'm not combat fit and I'm not combat ready. So what am I going to do? Well, let me help you understand something. When I went into the national service, which is to join the army, I wasn't combat fit. I wasn't combat ready. If you throw me, I think I'll die within five seconds. You know, but the point is this. I'm ready to be combat fit. I want to be combat fit. So I need to get on with the program. It doesn't matter where you're at. I'm saying get ready to be combat fit. If you are not combat fit, you will never be combat ready. So what do I need to do? Oh, I still remember jogging. And I still remember sometimes the sergeant major will scream at me. What do you think? This is... You, this is Orchard Road. Uh, Orchard Road is a busy town. In, uh, it's, it's a, it's a what, what do you call it? A fast. Where all the malls are and everybody take their time walking, you know. And, 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 and I remember the sergeant major was used words that my mother never told me about. I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, I can get heart attack. I mean, and I was vulgar at that time, but the words they use, oh, <laughs> my goodness, it's 20 times worse. And I, I, and I remember the first night when, 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 when I slept on the bed. I cried. And it was so embarrassing. You know, you are a grown-up, 18-year-old man, and you were putting a pillow. <laughs> and then low and below, I heard all my friends. <laughs> because it's a humbling process, because we are being broken. 
Amen. Because we all have this fancy idea how we should grow a church. But God only gives the instruction to one man. Otherwise, it'll be a division, right? Oh, come on. Uh, you know, there are things that I, oh, I, I've got to learn how to submit. Amen. Oh, when I'm late, oh, Lord, help me. I late, all my friends are all in pumping position like this. And they are still waiting on me. And all my friends are giving me that dirty look. Wow, I wish we do that. Nobody will be late in church now, man. Amen. Brother Joe, you like that, right? Amen. Oh. Amen. Amen. Come on, everybody. You know why they do that? Because they need disciplined soldiers. Praise God. I say again, they need disciplined soldiers. The kingdom of God. Folks, we are not playing game. I'm here to end with this thought. We are not playing game. I'm saying again, we preach it. This is the last of the last days. We need to wake up. It's now. Amen. There are people around the world coming to your cities. Do you know that in America, you can preach to someone, you can preach to Muslims that we cannot. And are you doing it? Do you not know? I'm, I'm fed up, you know, sometimes, you know, MRT, if you come to Singapore, you see it's changed because there's so many people. And the Lord is bringing foreigners into our country. Half the population of Singapore are foreigners. And I was wondering why. See, because I want to get the gospel out. I'm bringing them in to you. Amen. I don't know about you, but it's time to wake up. I say again, it's time to fight like hell. I say again, the intensity that we are talking about is time. We are not playing games. We are not playing social clubs. Anytime my small group becomes social club, I come in there to destroy them. I'm just kidding. I'm saying we are not a social club. We are an army. We are a section. Amen. We are a section. There are people that need to be saved. Amen. I'm not playing games with you. If you think it's all playing games, again, you come to the wrong place. Because at the end of the day, let's not forget, we are soldiers of the Lord. We got to train our children. Let Let me end with this thought. You know, my son, I know he's going to go national service. You know what I did? I bought... A chin-up bar. Do you have the chin-up bar? Amen. I, I mean, not for his muscles, you know. I, we don't teach that, you know. The reason why I buy a chin-up bar, because that is the most important exercise a soldier needs to be able to do. So I will tell my sons to hang in there, and I will help them do chin-up. Because when you fail chin-up, you cannot go home. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know this will be hard for some of our mothers. And I don't this, but, but we got to train them. Amen. I, I, I remember talking to my wife about, you know, your son will be going to do the national service. She says, <laughs> she, she says, blue. <laughs> she goes, oh, oh, oh. And I tell them, hey, I don't want you to do anything to give to money to the, the sergeant major and say, make it easier. If you do that, I will give the money to the sergeant major and say, get it harder. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I want my children to become, I want my sons to become men. Men of valor. Men of integrity. Men who knows how to fight in the kingdom of God. Shall we stand? Amen. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Father, your word that's been spoken to us today. The challenge that's been given to us in the spirit. 
Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, Lord, we speak these things into existence. Father, you've given us the vision. You've laid it out. Now it's for us to take hold of it. To step out into the, to the harvest field. Become who you've called us to be. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But Lord, with your anointing, working in our lives. Empowering us to be what you've called us to be. I release it in this place. In the name of Jesus. Let's just thank the Lord one more time for his word in this place today. Praise God. Praise God. Let's thank Pastor Timothy Leake this morning. Amen.